need audio for? Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? It's Saturday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up show that hasn't been weekly in about two months now. Uh, we did have a nice string there, gentlemen, and then some stuff happened. Then the holidays are going to happen, so join us when you can. Uh, the best way to know when, you can check out me, Mike Byrne, uh, a.k.a. Magic Man, and all the fun here on Ready Check Radio is by following us on tw uh, Twitter. But all these socials are right there on the readycheckradio.com website. If you want to follow us everywhere, you'll know when we're live, and you can come check out the show if you're watching on YouTube, listening on iTunes, Spotify, any of those. Definitely appreciate it. While you're there, give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, all that good stuff. We've got some big news to go over. Joining me to do it, Mr. Troy Blackburn, the noob fridge himself. What's up, boss? Happy to be part of the monthly news roundup. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> What's weird is like the two out of the last, one of the last three weeks, we legitimately could not do the show. The other two, I had show notes for, but something would come up on Friday, either on my side on one week and on the other host, the other. Yeah, he thought I hit the power ball and said, fuck it and bolted. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> also on the line, resident artist of Ready Check Radio, Yod. What's up, sir? Ah, uh, come on! You know, if you hit the Powerball, you'd be doing this all day, every day. <laughs> I kind of would. Like, I would immediately just open up my store and then just have right. a live stream of it all the time, like from open to and, close. And then playing, playing your Final Fantasy fourteen in the background. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Yeah, it's like my secu I don't have security cameras. I just have Twitch live streaming everything yep. that's going on in my store at all times. If you steal, we got it live. <laughs> we got it live. Gentlemen, it is good to be back. This is episode 99 next week. Assuming nothing wildly goes wrong, uh, will be episode 100, finally getting there on Gaming Gumbo. We got there a while ago on the Relic Grind, our Square Enix Final Fantasy XIV show. Obviously, a lot of live letter news from today, early this morning, East Coast time. Uh, stay tuned for our show Thursday, where we'll wrap up all of that. So we'll talk about the, the keynote, the job, the Alliance raid, all the stuff that they showed off. In the London so the live letter, the live letter was today. Yeah, it happened. To, it was the keynote okay. at the beer, or it was at the uh, fan fest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the the, the trailer, the extended trailer for um, the the expansion came. Yeah, out. I mean, it wasn't technically a live letter, but it's I'm using the term synonymously, and I apologize right, there right, for right. those that might be confused. We already had the six five live letters, but right. the keynote, we'll say, at uh, fan fest in London. Uh, so we'll talk more about all of the Final Fantasy XIV stuff on that show. Today, gentlemen, I think the biggest news that's happened since the last time we did a show happened literally last week, last Friday morning, and that's the Activision Blizzard purchase by Microsoft becoming a done deal. Now, that's not to say that there aren't going to be some people that still complain about this. The FTC still is going to do a little bit of uh, fighting against this, but the merger itself is done and anything the FTC is able to accomplish would have to then result in the companies divesting of each other. 
that seems highly unlikely to happen, given that they could not get even an injunction to stop the merger, but they might continue along their path. In the meantime, the CMA in Europe has said, you know what, or in the UK has said, you know what, this doesn't even need to be reviewed. We, the accommodations, this doesn't have to go through the whole process again. The accommodations you've made for cloud work for us. We're good, go, and basically the next, de the next day, stock was frozen, the merge complete, uh, and everything. Where do we go from here? What do you want to see, Yad? And we talked a little bit of Troy and I a little bit about this on the Always Online podcast yesterday. So I'll give you first dibs at this. Where do you want to see this go? Setting aside like better treatment for employees and and all of that stuff that you would hope happened, whether the buyout happened or not. Microsoft doesn't have its you know the greatest track record on this front either, but no nowhere near the extent of Activision <laughs> Blizzard in some cases. Microsoft does have a checkered past. So uh, setting all no. that aside, what do you want to see out of the games, right? Okay, now, no, yeah, okay. So I was going to say, are you, we, this is what I want to yes. see. Yes, what do what you want to see? Well, see. give us what you want, <laughs> then what do you expect? I, I want actually, you know, some good storylines, some more pickup of the franchises they had built up. You know, maybe we can see another StarCraft. Maybe we can see a better rollout of the games that they have had you know an actual storyline gameplay to overwatch that i would actually play not the crap that they gave us after they told us they'd have a storyline <laughs> <laughs> things like that you know actual games <laughs> that people want to play not the same old same old you know that that's what i want would i expect none of that none of that because, I mean, the only reason that Microsoft picked up Activision is so that Sony can't have it. That That's all it is. That that That's my take on it. Uh, I don't, I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, I don't think. Uh, I, like, uh, there's a uh, lot there that they could definitely, that they would definitely want to pick up. Call of Duty obviously comes to mind. World of Warcraft may be on the downturn if you look at it long term, but is still a powerhouse franchise. Chat Havoc saying, I just want games to be done and working on release date. <laughs> Tikal saying, I just want 100% back catalog on Game Pass yesterday. Phil Spencer did actually talk about uh, Activision Blizzard uh, products on Game Pass, Troy, but kind of said maybe they're going to need a little more time for that. Don't expect them anytime this year. The merger took longer than they anticipated, and there's work to be done that they could not do until that was done. So probably 2024 for that library. You had an interesting speculation on some of the things you'd like to see on Game Pass uh, from the Activision Blizzard sale yesterday on the, the Always Online podcast. What, what are you thinking could potentially be some of what we could expect to make the slide over to the subscription service? I think the the most interesting thing we can see slide over to the subscription service is World of Warcraft itself. There's been talk of, you know, when is WoW going to go free-to-play? Is it ever going to go free-to-play? Yada, yada, yada. I think a more interesting move now is moving World of Warcraft to Game Pass and seeing if you can't bring a huge player base back through that because then you've got the subscription through the Game Pass and you're not having to pay the $15.99 subscription or $14.99 or whatever it is nowadays. Uh, to play World of Warcraft. I think that would be a very interesting move on their part. I think it would bring back players in droves, uh, especially from those who, who own Game Pass who haven't played WoW in a while. I think that'd be a, a neat way to get them back into the game. 
Yeah, and, and I kind of immediately, like, the, as soon as you said it, my gut reaction was, why would you do that, right? You already mm-hmm. have a game that has millions of players, and they're getting $15 uh, ahead for those players to do it. And yeah, right. sure, just like all other MMOs or live service games, your player count goes in waves, right? You get a little bored, you go play something else, you let your sub lapse, you come on back in the next expansion, you let it... And, and so immediately I was like, you know, why would you do that? Yeah, maybe you'd get a lot more people to check it out. Uh, but aren't you giving up the sub money of people like me? I already have Game Pass. And let's set aside that I have kind of boycotted Activision products for a while now. Uh, hopefully that'll come to an end soon here. But um, when I was subbing to Game Pass and uh, World of Warcraft back then, you would lose one of those subs off of me. But then I kind of like took your idea in my head and I said, well, wait a minute. What if you make World of Warcraft like three bucks a month if you're a Game Pass subscriber, right? You get a discount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now instead of like $15 a month, you, you get those people that aren't on, the, the people that like me that are on Game Pass, okay, you lose a couple of bucks, right? Because if I was already subbing to both, it gets cheaper for me. But in the broad count of the gaming uh, audience, Yod, if you're looking at Game Pass and you're paying whatever, let's say you have their 15 or $20 tiers, whatever tier right. you have, and they say, okay, three bucks and you can have World of Warcraft too. You don't have to buy any of the boxes. You do have to pay the monthly sub, but it's a $3 increase to your Game Pass sub. I think right. people would be much more inclined to stick around longer because they don't have that cash investment of, well, I feel like I'm not playing, so I might as well cancel the sub. Uh, And a lot more people willing to do that. But is that long-term feasible is the thing? I think think it depends on, you got to weigh the pros and cons of how many people are you actually going to bring back. Because from from my perspective, I would probably jump into World of Warcraft again if it was, you know, part of Game Pass or an extra $3 on top of Game Pass, something like that. So I know from my, and if, you know, I'm a pretty mainstream kind of guy. So I, I know if I would be interested in that, that there's definitely other people who would be interested in that. Havoc in chat saying, I would not pay more just to play WoW through Game Pass. I just don't want to pay for WoW anymore. With all the money that, with all the money transactions already in the game, uh, it should be free to play now. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing would be also, if you're looking at only adding it to Game Pass, and then the people with Game Pass get that discount and all that stuff, and they get all the expansion stuff for free. What are you doing to those people that are, aren't are on Game Pass? Right. Yeah. So I mean, and that, that was my whole rationale for right. if you put it on Game Pass, it's probably going to be a minor upcharge. Um, that right. way, if you're not on Game Pass, they're still getting $15 a month. If you come to Game Pass, hey, you're already paying 15 for World of Warcraft. You're already paying whatever your Game Pass sub is. You know what? We'll give you your World of Warcraft at a, a discounted rate of some type. Now, for me, it would have to be a very drastic discount, um, at least the way I play World of Warcraft. But hell, people that already have both right now at this exact moment, you know, they'd be happy to save two bucks or three bucks uh, versus 10 or 12. 
You also have to remember that with Game Pass, the expansions and stuff would be free to the people with Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. people without Game Pass still have to pay for those expansions. Well, if they didn't do what Troy is saying and some type of free-to-play conversion in the process, yeah. You know they're not going to do that. Long term, you want people on Game Pass. Like, honestly, now that you're Microsoft Activision Blizzard, Troy, I think you look at this and you just say... What is the single? What is the? What are the plays and the moves here that get people on Game Pass and keep them on Game Pass? And keep them on Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's sort of their bread and butter. And and the more and more folks they get to that, the more equitable it is. So they definitely want as many people as they can. And the key is keeping them there once they're there. Uh, I've subscribed to Game Pass for several months. I haven't uh, over the past couple of months just because I haven't been playing anything on there. Uh, but now that you've got Activision Blizzard stuff, you've got a back catalog that can come out. You've got potential for new paint on old franchises that could come out. And you've got potential for things like World of Warcraft that could bring in those Game Pass numbers. Here's so you, you both of you have mentioned now the back catalog. Takao has also mentioned, mentioned the back catalog in chat as well. To give you an idea, because I know, and Troy, you and I did this, so I'm going to go with Yod here a little bit. Uh, to give you an idea, there's probably some IPs you totally forgot Activision Blizzard owns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know they have the Diablo and the Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm and Warcraft and Starcraft and Overwatch. And 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 you want to see good things come out of those. You know, maybe you want to see more in the Overwatch IP than just the seasonal drivel that they keep throwing into the PvE or PvP game. <laughs> maybe if you're a World of Warcraft fan, you've been a longtime Warcraft fan and you want to see other Warcraft stuff whether that's RTS games uh, like in the past or other games in the Warcraft universe that aren't World of Warcraft. We know Chris Metzen has now rejoined Blizzard and is in charge of the Warcraft IP. And the way they worded it is, yeah, initially he's going to be focused on some World of Warcraft stuff, but he's going to be looking at some other Warcraft things. Now, whether that's animation that they've talked about doing, potential new movies, potential books and games, we don't know. But let's set all those 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 IPs aside. We want those to continue and get better. I think everybody right. that's a fan of those goes for that. Uh, we already know Call of Duty, right? So let's set that aside. Hexen. Anybody remember Hexen? <laughs> Hexen is an Activision Blizzard IP. Uh, it is. And one that it Phil is. Spencer has been seen wearing shirts on lately. Um, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. King's Quest. I know you know King's right. Quest, Yod. <laughs> Yeah, King's Quest. Phantasmagoria. Uh, Gabriel Lost Knight. Vikings. Yes, Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings needs one mm. now. Needs one now. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Spyro. Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, who were de facto yeah. PlayStation oh, mascots. Yeah. They weren't officially, because they weren't mm -hmm. Sony, but Spyro and C Crash Bandicoot no longer work for Sony. <laughs> they, right. they have been cast aside. They're now owned by Ma Microsoft. Xbox right. has Crash Bandicoot and Spyro ownership. Mm -hmm. Here's one. Zork. I don't oh even God, think I brought Zork. this up for you yesterday, Troy. Zork. Oh, my, my God. My goodness. Zork. That's going back, yeah. Prototype. Phantasmagoria. Gabriel Knights. Uh, Gabriel Knight. Heavy Gear. And then, obviously, oh, like, gear. the Guitar Hero and the Tony Hawk and Geometry Wars and, like... All of that stuff is in these libraries, too. And Phil Spencer, Yod, to your point, has said, yes, I would like, if teams want to revisit old IPs, yes, I'm all for it. But 
and you know, some of this is obviously PR speak. Phil Spencer is very good at promoting himself as like the for gamers by gamers type right. guy. Right. I'm a gamer too, and, and then Microsoft makes some questionable monetization decisions here and there. <laughs> so he's not totally for gamers, but uh, he has said, you know. I want to be respectful of these franchises, though, because some of them have long-time nostalgia because they haven't been... I don't want to do them as cash grabs. If we can do them in a way that makes sense and makes a good game and gets some nostalgia sales, cool. Uh, if we're just going after a nostalgia sale, I'm not interested in doing it. Right. Right. And we got the the whole thing with the back catalog thing is a, a lot of people do only talk about the games that are in the forefront, yeah. the games that Blizzard deals with. So your Call of Duty, your Warcraft, your Diablo, your Overwatch, that type of thing. But we a lot of people do seem to forget that Activision was a company before they bought Blizzard. Oh yeah, and that. Activision has a very large catalog. Yeah. And I, I just rattled off some of them. Yeah. They yeah, it, they unfortunately Activision, too have a bunch of shooters ever. in their in their library that are less likely to I in my opinion see a lot because even though you might go narrative instead of multiplayer, it's mm -hmm. gonna it's kind of hard to start justifying multiple first person shooters in development when you right. are also the owner of Call of Duty, as we've right. seen with Activision. Like Activision didn't do anything with SWAT or or some of the Soldier of Fortune, some of those other things that they've owned for a while. Uh, and right. really, there was no reason to. They have Call of Duty. Right. You know why? Why? Um, <laughs> oh, I thought this was you know uh, kind of neat. Take a look at this. This is just one, you know, that whole orb thing in Las Vegas that they oh, built? Yeah. yeah, this is just one of the Xbox advertisements. I thought, like, as soon as I saw this thing for the first time, I was like, this this has to be Microsoft, right? Like, literally, yeah. I could see that green with the white X on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, to me, I was like, that's what it was made for, right? They did do that, but then here's also an advertisement for the right. Xbox. As soon as everything became final, these advertisements went up mm -hmm. on the... Uh, the ball in Las Vegas. I mean, there's of a lot course, of stuff that money could have been used to do. Um, no, but Microsoft wants to eke out a few more, you know, Xbox sales, not just Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Havoc says, I absolutely love watching Troy's dogs go in and out as it pleases. The dog is too cool. <laughs> <laughs> the do. automatic door that thing was a pretty penny but it uh it just lets them go and come as they please and we don't have to get up and let them in and out which is fantastic <laughs> it's gotten every penny worth it for that damn door yes it has <laughs> every penny uh all right i'm gonna yeah. have to ask you a final question then both of you gentlemen for gamers for gamers does this merger end up being a good thing, Troy? I think so. I think uh, at the end of the day, there we're going to get some more games out of this that we probably wouldn't have from the Activision library. Uh, I think we're going to get um, probably a back catalog on Game Pass that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I think we're going to get to revisit some, some franchises that we've been missing for a while eventually. Now it's going to be sort of a, a wait-and-see thing. It's going to be a long-term thing. Uh, to see some of that kind of stuff. But I think at the end of the day that this does prove to be a good thing for gamers. Yad, do you agree? If you're console only, 
and you only do side with one console, I don't think it will be. But most people do tend to touch with PCs, as I do these days. I think it is. Yeah, in the long run, we'll have more options to play. And how I don't know. I don't want to know what you touch with your PC. Um, <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. You do have to look at it from a few different perspectives, right? There is There is now pressure on Sony to pick up somebody. Yes, they bought Bungie a while ago. They need another sale. Uh, they need yeah. another acquisition at this point. Uh, the pressure is on them whether they like it or not, uh, whether they want to choose to acknowledge that that's pressure or not. We've speculated on previous shows a couple different companies that might fit the bill. I don't feel the need to relitigate that here. I still think Square Enix is a tasty target that honestly is probably tastier now than it was when we discussed it six or eight months ago. Given their lower financial performance, you're probably going to pick that one up a little cheaper. EA, I think, is a bit too big for Sony to go after. Not that they couldn't make it financially work, but I think that's a bit too big. And the rumor is actually that Disney has been considering taking EA. So that's something to think about. That Disney might uh, yeah. was at least at one point interested in getting back into big gaming in a big way, and EA was the potential, like, tossed-around target. Now, whether that goes anywhere. Yeah, Sony may not have the cash on hand to pull that off to Cal, but there can be financial arrangements that would make it work. Uh, but I think it's an impossibility. I think Sega uh, and uh, Square Enix are two tasty targets. Uh, possibly, maybe a Capcom. Uh, for reasons we've given on other shows, uh, past shows. Right. I think it's a net good short-term... Right. Um, Bobby Kotick is out at the end of the year. He's gone. Um, so we've got two and a half months of Bobby Kotick. Doesn't mean they won't replace him with some equally yeah, assholey person, but right. you know, whatever. We'll see who it is when that happens. I think in the short term, it's going to be good for employees. I think in the short term, it's going to be good for gamers. In the longer term, I do have some questions about monetization in live service games. But that's not exclusive to Microsoft, right? That's that's a right. that's a question mark you have with any live service game. So a little bit. I'm gonna go with a net good, unless, as you pointed out, Yod, you are a Sony person through and through. Mm -hmm. Like you don't do a lot of PC gaming. You're a huge console gamer, and it's PlayStation or bust. Then right. this is a horrid thing for you. Uh, unless course, all you care about is Call of Duty, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Right. But of course, with Sony, we, we had talked previously about the fact that they seem to want to move towards a little bit of PC gaming as well. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some know, of their Sony titles are coming out might, on PC the same yeah. day. Yeah, so those Sony fanboys might be pushed towards PC as it is. And as we know from previous years, Sony do, used to make their own PCs, so they could be getting into that again. But that's speculation. Big games yeah. of the week, gentlemen. Spider-Man 2, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, speaking of Sony, uh, mm -hmm. on the PlayStation 5. I played the hell out of the first one, and I'm not even a huge comic book person. I've never been a big Spider-Man person when I did. Like, if you ask Havoc, he when we bought comics as kids, I was buying Tales from the Crypt. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so I've never been, and the occasional Batman because it had a cool cover, not because I had any intention of reading it. Um, but I really enjoyed the first one. 
the second one, uh, stellar reviews so far. Troy, do you miss out? Like, do you feel like you're missing anything when you see games like this that maybe you're interested in? Maybe not Spider-Man per se, but games that are exclusive to a console, at least for a period of time, and you can't play them because you're just not a console guy. Like, do you look at this and go, ah, has there ever been a game that makes you go, you know what, maybe I should buy a PS5 or maybe I should buy an Xbox or whatever console it is? Uh, I don't think there's been one that makes me go, man, I want to buy a console like right now, but I do, I do feel like I miss out sometimes um, because it's, you know, it was a long time before I got to play God of War, before I got to play yeah. the first Spider-Man game. Um, Which was and so good, good as- and they keep saying, like, all the reviews say the movement is even better in this one. I'm like, how could it have been better? It was so good in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as good as the first one was, Spider-Man 2, I'm actually kind of missing a little bit right now. So I really wish I could play that. Miles Morales, it was short, but it was really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I don't think that I, I want to run out and buy a PlayStation because I don't think I would get that enough use out of it to justify it because uh, I'm always just sitting here in front of the computer. But um, But it does hurt to have to wait on these sometimes. Yeah, at least it's Sony. So at some point, it'll probably come to PC. Chirac in, sat in chat says, not since Gears of War and Halo. I, you know what? That is probably the last time, Yod, and you're you were a big Halo dude, so you you'll probably back me up on this. Like, I legitimately remember friends of mine who were Sony fanboys specifically buying Xbox consoles to play Halo. Like, yep. that was you know what? Fine, I gotta go buy one. It's the only game I'm gonna play on it, but. That is probably the last time I remember like personal friends of mine who only bought one or the other legitimately saying, I got to go buy the other one. I have to. Yeah, yeah. That that Halo in Gears of War was really... For me in my brain, it's more Halo. Like, yeah, I know it happened during Gears of War, but I just had so many friends that were exclusively Sony babies that were just like, I got to go buy an Xbox. Everybody's playing Halo. (laughs) <laughs> but Halo played a lot better. I mean, even the originals. Like, like I when when I did the Game Pass thing for quite a while, I did crack back into because you know it obviously since it was a Game Pass thing, they have Halo on there. So you know you da- download the Master Chief Collection, you get back into it a little bit, and the gameplay, even though it's a little stiff because of it aged, but I mean it was still good. Yeah, it was still fun, and you know. It, the Gears of War, I think the problem with that one, for, at least for me, was that you're stuck on the ground. You can't jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was an entirely different thing, too, right? Like, that was yeah. the advent of cover shooters. Right, was, right. was Gears of War back in the day. Uh, the other big release, by the way, just came out yesterday. Super Mario uh, Wonder on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Likely to be the swan song uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Since right. we'll probably see a Switch 2, right, next year. That's the rumor, Switch 2 next year. The rumor, yeah. <clears throat> uh, two-dimensional, uh, but, you know, this is where we saw the elephant Mario and everything. Sorry, I'm choking <laughs> on iced tea as I talk about this. <laughs> the game is that good. Um, <laughs> I'm dying, Troy. The game's that good. <laughs> Uh, I did hold in water there. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Uh, I uh, did pick this up yesterday. Uh, I did some playing last night. I'm going to play it after the show tonight. I am getting choked up at the ending of the Switch one. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
it's obviously super charming. Uh, it's so the it's tight platforming. You know, it's it's everything you want from a 2D Mario. I still want a 3D Mario. It's been like seven years almost. Come on, give me a 3D Mario. But uh, it is very, very fun. It's very charming. And Wonder is a great title because there are moments, like even as soon as the first and second level where things happen that you're just like, this is too cool, right? Like even <laughs> if it's just presentational, right? Uh, Mario reaching back and grabbing his hat as he goes through a warp pipe. Uh, or the elephant Mario getting his big butt stuck in it and then like shoving <laughs> himself down. There's all kinds of nice little touches and then there's big things that happen in levels that are just presentational and you're like, that's real. And you can't help but grin like a fucking idiot as a 42-year-old man playing a Mario game on a 75-inch <laughs> 4K TV on my wall and I'm just like cheesing it. Um I'm very much enjoying it. I'm still very early in it. I think I'm in like the second world. I got to the center island, the petal islands or whatever, and then to the north. So I'm I'm very early in it. I think I've won one main castle down. Uh, just came out yesterday. But yeah, I can see why it's scoring very highly if it just continues. And there's going to be all the secrets and stuff. Difficulty, eh. I'm not feeling it. Like, there doesn't seem to be much of a challenge. It's not to say that I'm burning through every level. Yeah, there's been one or two where I'm like, up. Oh, I died. Oh, I died. Okay, now I got it. Uh, which is kind of what the whole point of Mario has always been, right? Miyamoto's always very, I want anybody to be able to have fun playing these. Uh, there are some things you can do or characters you can pick. I'm not going to talk about a lot of that where if you're playing with young children, um, you don't have to worry about anything hitting them. You know, you still have to play, but if they're on your screen playing too, hitting doesn't do anything to them. So, yeah. Yeah, that that is kind of interesting. I'm loving this right now. I really am. I'm gonna play it after the show. I'm gonna play it after the show. Troy, I wish you could. I, well, I mean, maybe it, if you wanted to, you know, do stuff, you could some way. I'm I'm in whatever. <laughs> could well, could yeah, make I, it I, could make it happen. Could make no it happen. No idea what you mean by that. Could make it happen. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, Mario Wonder seems like it's Pure unadulterated Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And we still have the still rumor. Right. Yes. We'll talk about that a little more at the end of the show. <laughs> hey, Starfield is selling a butt ton of games, guys. Like, surprise, really? Surprise, surprise. surprise. Yeah. You know, top this chart, top that chart. And I've seen some people using this to defend. Game Pass. Because, remember, we've talked before, Yod, on this show about does Game Pass hurt sales of mm -hmm. the games themselves? Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, you know, we've we've heard indie devs say, yeah, it, it does. It does, right? It just hurts mm -hmm. sales. Uh, right. But then you see games like Starfield that were free day one, and it's also crushing sales expectations. But I... I hesitate personally to use Starfield as an example for any argument. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like using Baldur's Gate as an excuse for anything. Yeah, right? Like, both can be true, first off, right? Mm -hmm. Game Pass can hurt sales for more titles than it helps, yes. while Starfield and other titles sell millions of dollars worth of copies. Both, they're, they're, neither one of those is mutually exclusive. 
We've heard yeah. way too many, particularly smaller devs, say that Game Pass does hurt their sales. Do I have compassion for them? No, because you agreed to the deal. Yeah. Right, yeah, Troy? We've talked about that there. before. You wanted the Microsoft money up front, knowing that your game was now free, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and you thought it was worth it at the time when you took the deal. Right. And for a lot of you, you probably get more eyes on your game than you would have the other way. Maybe. Yeah. And for some, maybe it did hurt your sales. And maybe you were so early on the Game Pass thing that you were making that decision, not realizing how much it was going to hurt your sales. Yeah. Anybody signing up to put their game on Game Pass now doesn't have that excuse anymore. Right? Uh, right. And a game can be on Game Pass and sell a ton, particularly when it's AAA. Also, here's the thing that's weird about Starfield, right? The number of people still bought it on Game Pass, even though it was going to be free, because the early access, Troy. Remember, to get the early access on Game Pass, you had to buy that digital upgrade. It mm -hmm. was like thirty-five bucks. If you and that's the one I own. So if they ever take Starfield off of Game Pass, I won't own Starfield. I'll have a couple cosmetics in the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't own it because I spent $35 on the upgrade so I could get early access to it before it launched uh, on day one. Uh, do those count as sales in these sales numbers in any type of way? I don't, I don't know. Like, But, yeah, if they do count as sales of some type of Starfield product then your numbers are skewed already because there were a ton of people like me that were like, I could just wait until it launches and play it for free, but I'd like to play it seven days early or five days early or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> so I, I just hesitate using Starfield. Do you think Game Pass is a net good for developers? Obviously, I think it's hard to argue that it's a bad thing for gamers. Maybe long-term, if you take that like kind of what's bad for developers short-term is bad for gamers long-term perspective. Maybe you argue Game Pass isn't a net good long-term for gamers, but for developers, is, is Game Pass still a benefit, Troy? I think it still offers an opportunity to, to the right folks who, who need those eyeballs on a game that wasn't necessarily going to get it. And it's not like, you know, the game is being given out for free, but it's not like they're getting paid nothing for it. They are making a deal with Microsoft. And, and getting their money up front. Now, you know, if you have a hit on your hands and all of a sudden it turns out to be the next big, you know, streamer event, you know, you're going to wish that you hadn't signed that exclusivity <laughs> deal. But, uh, you know, you, you don't always see that coming. You don't always know that's coming. And sometimes you've got a game where you don't have the marketing budget to get it out there like that. And, and you don't think that you're going to have that kind of a hit on your hands. So, you know, if you get some eyeballs and some hands on your game, it, it, it's nice. So for the right for the right folks, yeah, absolutely. I think it is still a good thing. It's kind of like that, like when you have stock and somebody that's up and coming or like even crypto, right? When that was going nuts, you were like, do I sell now? Do I sell now? It's only, you know, $150,000, which is, I only gave them, I only invested $500. It's up to 150,000, but tomorrow it could be 300,000. Like, <laughs> or you have that stock, you know, is it Amazon or is it Enron? I don't know, but somebody's <laughs> asking to buy it right now for a hundred a share. Like, I don't know uh, if I should hang on to it. Yod, as the artist among us, if you're developing something right now, is Game Pass attractive to you? I mean, it, like, like as Troy an artist it, that like to... globally is not a AAA company, you're Yod the artist, yeah, it, not Yod the mega corporation. Yeah, it, it does depend because like 
like I do see like from the aspect of games such as Starfield, Baldur's Gate, the AAA stuff where there's going to be replay. Like like you said Mike with yours if if it t- take it off of Game Pass, you got a few cosmetics going. You're going to end up having to buy it if you want to replay. Yeah, I'm going to have them tossing them another 30 bucks. Yeah. Right. With a lot of indie games because it is indie games and the ability to make a game with the amount of replayability such as your Baldur's Gates and your your Starfields and stuff like that is not as available. So they'll play it on Game Pass and unless you know they'll play through the story, they're done with it. That that's it. It goes off a of Game Pass. They might not pick it up again. So that that is a gamble. If somehow you can make an indie game that you people want to go back and replay and replay and replay and take different there's different avenues and stuff like that it might be worth it but once again it depend it's game to game like troy said and and it it is your your dice to roll on whether you think it will be worth it or not so yeah, it's not it's not a catch all for everything and i don't right. think it should be and i don't think it has to be i think it has to be there for the right person at the right time yeah definitely few miscellaneous tidbits here before we call it a day. SAG-AFTRA is going to hit the negotiation table once again with video game companies to resume contract talks. Remember, voiceover work, that type of stuff done through SAG-AFTRA with a number of video game companies. They already voted to strike if needed. They've been working on an extended contract. Uh, you know, they extended the previous contract uh, while they negotiate on a new deal. Talks broke down previously. The union did vote to strike, like they are in the movie side of things. Um, but there's going to be some uh, another round of negotiations coming up. No date set yet. Some of the companies facing a possible strike here, and this is just some of these, the, 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 the 10. Uh, Activision, right? Uh, Blind Light, Disney Character Voices Inc., Electronic Arts, uh, Epic Games, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take Two Productions, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games Inc. I really hope these talks go well, Yod. I really hope these ones end up. You know, just set this aside and and for God's sakes, finish the get get the get the strike over with on the film side of things too. Right. Yeah. I I hope they go well as 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 well. <laughs> um. I because I can see like with with movies and TV, the effects to the audience happen a little more quickly than with video games, in yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Because with uh, with video games, you know, you can be playing a game for years. Yeah. And you know the new new games and stuff coming out doesn't really affect you as much. With TV shows and movies, you're constantly waiting for that next movie, that next TV show. So, you know, your cycle is quicker. Troy is waiting so... on Barbie 2 as we speak. <laughs> yeah, Barbie 2, baby. But yeah, so with video games, if they strike, the audience won't feel it as quickly because so the pressure isn't quite there as much. I mean, I assume that, you know, making the money for the companies will be. Well, yeah, but you think be. about it, there are fewer products across the gaming landscape right. that always use. SAG-AFTRA voice acted and, right. and motion capped employees. 
uh, and then it takes longer, right? You can right, pump out right. a movie, and, and mm. not to say that movies don't take a few years to make. Some of them do, but a great deal of them are shorter than a game development time uh, for a AAA title that's going to use voice acting. And so a strike now, okay, I'm not going to really feel that maybe for two or three game development cycles, uh, right. if, if at all. So, yeah, it just... AI is a big part of this gang. It's a really, really big part of this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like one of the the real major hangups uh, yeah. from the actor side is the the AI and the reproduction of their of their performances and what rights they have uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, this is just a uh, mental note for me, gentlemen. More than anything else, uh, I still haven't bought this yet, and I need to buy this. <laughs> Uh, came out a couple of days ago. This is seventh guest VR. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You have some fun with that one when you pick it up, aren't you? Mm, if I wasn't playing Mario tonight, <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't. So this is this is a personal note to me. Make sure I get seventh guest VR. Seventh guest is such a good PC game. Such a good PC game. But uh, what are you looking forward to, Troy? I know this came out a, day, a couple of days ago, but let's look at November. Let's look ahead. Uh, what's coming out in November that you, the noob fridge, are looking forward to? Uh, Stampede Racing Royale. Um, uh, yeah, I got bad that. news for you on that. Yeah, I know. It's not November anymore for that. Yeah. It's first half 2024 and no tighter of a window. But they're saying it for the right reasons, at least. Like, there's things we want to tighten up based on your feedback, et cetera, et cetera. So, and and there were there were a lot of like I was running into collision issues where I would like pass through things that I clearly hit, and then I would get, I would get hit by things that I clearly went around. So there were definitely some things to be tightened up in it. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that game if it comes out and it, and it's really good. Or having a really good kart racer on PC is a Strong argument to get the noob fridge to, to jump in and play a lot. That game had no right being as fun as it was when we were in testing. <laughs> yeah. I, it legitimately had no right being as fun as it was. What about you, uh, Yod? What are you looking forward to? We got a lot going on in November. Robocop Rogue City, man. Yeah, good call. That looks that, that's amazing. the other one that it caught my eye as well. Mm -hmm. I found it interesting on this list, though, that they have a Power wash simulator for VR. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You want to get squirted I mean, in the face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was amusing on regular PC, but to get that full VR feel at that point in time, why don't you just go out and get a power wash? Uh, right. Why don't you just go buy a power washer and go outside? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Clean my driveway. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Takal, for giving me the phrasing in chat. That was the point, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was interesting looking at November's list, how many games are coming out in November that I want that I've already bought before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, wait, is that new? I wait, got wait, Star Ocean, new? the second story <laughs> remake coming in November. I got some more. Well, I mean, I guess this is technically new, right? A new WarioWare, Move It, coming out on November 3rd. So that one's not a total rebuy. But I know what I'm getting into in a WarioWare game. Right? <laughs> it's not exactly going to be that much different from the other one. Super Mario RPG remake comes out. Uh, there's some Warhammer Age of Sigmar stuff coming out, too, that I'm definitely going to check out. But I was like amazed at how many of these things. I was like, ugh, man, 
Uh, November's a remake month for me, dog. Yep. It's a remake month for me. <laughs> yep. Who cares? Who cares? Look at this little guy. This is peanut butter. Peanut, oh, peanut butter is a Shiba Inu. Yes. Beautiful dog. At the next awesome games done quick, peanut butter is going to be doing a speed run. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter is going to speed run the old NES game Gyromite. Oh, wow. The footage that was submitted by the dog's owner to uh, AGDQ or to GDQ to try to qualify to be at uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, showed uh, Peanut Butter completing the game in 25 minutes and 29 seconds with the help of some treats. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm assuming he wasn't <laughs> using a standard controller. <laughs> no, if you watch like when this loops around, you'll be able to see at the beginning. There's, It's like a, a big pad thing there it is on the okay. floor there and he's giving him okay. treats getting him yeah. to press the red or the blue to get the pipes up and okay. down for gyro might okay. uh, yeah but i'm looking yeah. forward to it <laughs> what a day to be alive what a time troy right? to be alive where i could chill on some saturday coming up and watch a dog play an nes game for half an hour <laughs> It sounds like fun. It sounds like uh, you probably get a lot of tune-ins. Uh, I can see like a viewer boost just to watch something like yeah. that. Yeah, do you know how much, how much donations this dog is going to bring in for whoever their donors is? Usually Doctors Without Borders or, or some organization like that. This dog is going to bring in a ton of donations. <laughs> a mm -hmm. ton of donations. Uh, last thing here, Switch 2, we've mentioned. Yes. Some things said in an interview with Doug Bowser, Nintendo of America president. Yes, if you forgot, Bowser runs Nintendo of America. <laughs> I was doing a, uh, an interview with Inverse, and they said, hey, when you consider the idea of a successor to the Switch, amidst all the rumors right now of a Switch 2 coming next year, do you think about helping those people who are on the console transfer to the next platform while reassuring them that the content and investment in their Switch will somehow transfer to his, its successor. And Bowser says, well, first I can't comment, or I won't comment, I should say, on the rumors that are out there. But one thing we've done with the Switch to help with that communication and transition is the formation of the Nintendo account. In the past, every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system. Creating the Nintendo account will allow us to communicate with other players if and when we make the transition to a new platform to help ease that process or transition. Our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform, but the Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition. Uh, so a couple inferences can be kind of pulled out of there. So a lot of emphasis on trying to ensure Nintendo Switch uh, players and users migrate to Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever it's called and do so in an easier way. And they want games to maybe that are uh, tied to your account to be accessible on the new platform. It doesn't confirm compatibility, but it would be a first time Nintendo's done that in their digital marketplace. And the second thing he referenced here, Yod, was the last year of a console cycle and the first yeah. year of another. 
Yeah. I guess you could infer that, you know, maybe he accidentally slipped and said, you know, this is the last year of life for the Nintendo Switch. A little bit. Little maybe. Bit. Maybe. A little bit. He could have been been speaking generically, too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. But mm, these guys tend to choose their words very carefully. They do. They do. They do. And I'm going to skip Troy on this because... He doesn't fucking care about the Nintendo Switch <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Nintendo Switch 2 or anything like that. So I'm going to go straight to Games of the Week. <laughs> games of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are about to give you a game. Could be a video game, board game, mobile game, card game, something we've played, played in the past or playing now or haven't played at all but think you should check out. And you let us know as you're commenting on all of today's topics on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com what you th- who you thought gave the best recommendation. We're going to go to you first, Yad. What do you got? I want to go play some Mario Kart because I'm about to go live action Mario Kart out there after the show. <laughs> 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 Go play some Mario Kart on whatever system of Nintendo you got. Well, I'll come with you then, and I'll stick with Super Mario Wonder. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing so far. Very early in it. Going to play it after the show today. So two Marios. I know this is not going to be three Marios. What do you What do you got for us, Troy? Unless he pulls uh, a been... Mario board game out of it <laughs> off of his Mario shelf. board game. Uh, I don't have a board game with me uh, this week. I forgot to pull one off the shelf. But uh, I've been playing Warhaven, and I've been having a blast in Warhaven. It's Man, a, you it's a love great that. PvP game. I absolutely enjoy that game. Even when I'm getting decimated, I'm having a good time. Uh, turning people to stone and knocking them into little pieces is just such a good time. Uh, the game modes are fun. The objective-based game modes. And now you can choose between 12v12, which are the, all the objective base, and the 6v6, which is the team deathmatch. So now I can just choose 12v12, and I don't have to play the 6v6 deathmatch that I don't enjoy as much anymore. Yeah, it's so really, really weird. They, good time. they fixed a gripe you had. That's, right? that's oh amazing. That. That's amazing. A gripe you put in the first look on MMO Bomb, and they end up fixing it. That's going to do it for us here on Gaming Gumbo. We'll be back next week with uh, the Relic Grind on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Gaming Gumbo at 7. No Torchwick after the show tonight, but uh, Tarkoth will be live at midnight Eastern time with some God of War, and I'm sure he'd love to chat Final Fantasy XIV's li- uh, fan fest stuff with you while you're there. Until next time, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod works on all the socials, every single one out there. I... I, I got the name <laughs> all of them <laughs> yes Troy. hey give me a follow over on twitch.tv slash noob fridge i've been streaming the evenings except for the past couple that I haven't felt good uh but been doing a lot of streaming so check me out over there i'm mike byrne you can follow me personally right there at magic man one but more importantly follow at rc radio r-a-i-d-e-o and you'll know every time we're going live with a podcast a stream final fantasy trading card game board games and more stay safe we'll see you on the servers